What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the First Timers Podcast Show, where we offer insight, tips, and advice for first-time or long-time home buyers, sellers, investors, and homeowners. I'm your host, Michael Timpani, Mikey T. Many, personal home consultant, New Jersey licensed home inspector, builder, investor, and New Jersey licensed realtor. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at First Timers Podcast Show. Well, today is an interesting episode, being it's, um, what did we say it was going to be? A crossover episode, Crossover right? episode. Crossover, like the, that was the word. Right, my uh, superheroes yes, joining forces. Exactly, we're two superheroes joining forces, yeah, podcast forces today. So uh, for everyone on Chris's podcast uh, with his co-host Chrissy, um, I am Mikey T. Michael Timpani. I am the owner of Timpani Home Inspection Group and the host of... The First Timers Podcast Show, and you are? Chris Marzarella of Marzarella Fitness and Sports Conditioning. It's a personal training studio, uh, and I am also the co-host for the Fitness Lifestyles Podcast with Chrissy Sansevier. Yes, Sansevier. I'm glad you said her last name. I was having a hard time. I was reading it, and I'm like, uh, is it Sansevier? Sansevier. 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 Sansevier, yeah. So, sorry, Chrissy. I'm not trying to uh, butcher up your name, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happy Chris uh, got to say that. So this is a pretty cool uh, opportunity because we're going to air on both podcasts and see who has the most hits. <laughs> of course, me. It's my voice. <laughs> Yeah, it's not your face. No. (laughs) (laughs) And what's awesome is we're doing this on New Year's Day. So what what better way to bring in 2021 than with some fire content, right? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. Thank you, you sir. Did you go out last night? Uh, I went out like a light at 12 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) 12 o'clock? Eyes out. Oh, my God. Had my granddaughter over last night. Did she stay up? uh, 10.30. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, my two knuckleheads. We're up all night until like two. So oh, she was. A I got challenge. party girl voice. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't got the mid. It's it's, <laughs> it's just being up so late. So, for uh, for people that don't know, Chris was on my podcast episode eighteen, and we were talking about home gyms and training at that time. And that podcast actually aired January eighth, two thousand nineteen. So fast forward. A year and a few months, and we were dead set in the middle of everyone trying to create a home gym. Yep. <laughs> right? Yes. So the, the the pandemic hit, and gyms closed, and uh, I ended up making thousands of bucks on old gym equipment because everyone wanted a home gym out of nowhere, and uh, it was... You know, and we were talking about this years prior about, you know, the, the trends and what people were doing with home gyms. So I think it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, how, you know, what we spoke about ended up happening. I mean, we definitely couldn't have uh, anticipated what was going to happen, but it was nuts how the home gym became as important as the kitchen, it, you know, for a lot of people. The kitchen became more important to me. That's why I sold them. <laughs> I needed to pay for my pizza, yo. But <laughs> that's some pretty good pizza. 
Yeah, so, I mean, I per- I have some questions. I mean, it, it a lot has happened since then to now. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure. We're just going to keep this thing rolling and see how it all goes for both of our podcasts. But cool. uh, for you, I want to know, number one, what was the pandemic's impact on the, your gym industry yeah, and, and, and the big gym industry, the big box gyms? Um. I started out the year selling my uh, share of a gym uh, located in Brick, and I made more money as a trainer than I did as a gym owner. So I started traveling to Tinton Falls, uh, and I, I worked out of another gym. I worked uh, towards pe- in people's homes, and I still worked in the same place that I sold out of. Um, but then the pandemic hit, and we had nothing you know, I, I wasn't able to nowhere do, to go. I had nowhere to go. <laughs> it it was a mental uh, mind blank. Yeah, on my on my mind. Um, on oh, not only on your mind, but even the people that go and, and right. used your services and used the gym services. I mean, it was yeah, it just personal training. I was I wasn't doing anything. Yeah, I was twiddling my thumbs at home, and then when. Um, the stimulus check started to arrive. The, the first stimulus check, which was a few hundred, well, almost a thousand dollars. My wife and I decided it was time for me to branch off on my own completely and take my uh, my garage, turn it into a self-supporting uh, business, and we turned it into a training studio, complete with a separate entrance. You helped incredibly. <laughs> I, was, I was a part of that, dude. You. You, you knocked it out of the ballpark That was my workout for last year. <laughs> for the whole year. <laughs> yeah. I spent a lot of time in a personal training gym. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I yeah. just won't tell you that I was building it. Three days. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's from, from the moment I opened my shingle or I put my shingle up, I've been more busy uh, than I've ever been in probably the 20-plus years that I've been doing, 1984. Yeah. So I, this is the busiest I've ever been. I can't. I don't want to say I. I thank the COVID uh, virus for happening, but sure. it's been a friggin' blessing for me. Well, the the COVID virus, the pandemic, it's amazing how it affected certain industries in certain ways. And if you were able to pivot and move, um, it didn't affect you at all, and it actually was beneficial. I it think was, for for those who have pivoted. And then some people that were just in the right place at the right time and look at real estate. Um, there was a, a crazy, scary couple of weeks, few, like maybe month or so of not knowing. And then all the craziness happened in the cities and people started to move and the real estate industry just started to skyrocket. Is that a fact? Um, yeah. I mean, people it, were moving out of New York or they were moving out of New York for right. us in New Jersey. That's been a big uh, reason why our market is untamable right now it's people are moving out of the city they're coming to new york new jersey they're paying cash high cash cash wow they're well over asking price so but who would have thought that all this would have happened in the middle or the beginning of this pandemic um you know myself who would have thought that gym equipment was gonna go for as much money as it was going for i've i've been uh well to so i mean you saw this i mean because you were purchasing uh, you Peace were starting, meal. yeah. You were starting your your studio at right. the same time as the market for gym equipment went 
friggin' ridiculous. I scored an, uh, an adjustable set of dumbbells uh, for $250 under retail. You try to get that now, it's <laughs> probably it. four or 500 bucks. Yeah. Um, and I had the help of a very good friend um, in, located in Eatontown, a guy named Ralph Herzig, uh, who owns a store called Ocean Fitness Home Equipment. I strongly suggest him uh, for anybody who needs home gym equipment. And he's, you know, his, his stuff is top notch, Hudson Steel. It, he's got everything. And you know, he, I was fortunate enough to buy some used equipment off of him that he was just storing and it just fell into my hands. Yeah. You know, and he really gave me great deals um, on the stuff that I bought. And I outfitted my entire studio. And my wife said to me, this is like, this is a blessing from God. And my in-law, my mother-in-law, she, she she's smiling down on me right yeah. now. So, you know, it's it's been a great year, even though it's well, been I mean, a shitty year. And for, I mean, it's also a testament to... The foundation of what you've built over the over the years. I'm oh, sure yeah. that uh, you know Tony coming out of uh, you know school <laughs> with his uh, you know, personal training that. license wouldn't be able to get people to come to his house, you know, and train. I, I, you have a long history of being a an I, outstanding personal trainer. So thank you. I think that once you opened up your own space, people felt comfortable coming there. And for for many reasons, especially now with COVID, your space is um, very controlled where yes. other spaces aren't. Um, I I have an immune disorder, alopecia, and I'm susceptible to getting sick more so than you know, somebody you know, the average guy or woman. And one of the things that I wanted to make sure in my studio is that I can absolutely control um the the level of hygiene and you know people people love the fact that as i'm working with them i'm i'm washing down or i'm wiping down everything with alcohol wipes in my hands they're they're dry as you know cactuses but <laughs> these people are are, are comps, constantly coming home uh coming back to my studio two to three times a week sure. i'm their gym yes you know and you know bleach wipes i ultraviolet wands just Everybody feels secure, and that's that was one of my my main drivers, because I can't work in a gym anymore. I don't feel because, to me, it feels like a, a petri dish of germs, and I'm I'm not OCD. Yeah, it's just that I have a compromised immune system, so it, it's important for me to pe have people feel comfortable like like I do. Absolutely, and, and everyone's immune system is different, mm -hmm. and everyone uh, that I mean that's the the main thing is their health is in a different place. So if you're looking to train somewhere and you might have immune problems, uh, definitely a, a smaller studio or a place like yours is the way to go. Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, if, if, you, if you have somebody and it's just one-on-one -on -one or two-on-one, that, that's what I would suggest more people doing if they have the budget. Not, I'm not a cheap out-of-school trainer and I'm premium priced, but you get what you pay for. Yeah. You know, so there's a plus and a minus to that. Now, has the uh, the at-home gym uh, sessions lessened for you where you have gone, where you're going to people's homes? How has uh, COVID affected 
those training sessions? Um, during the pandemic, when everything was on lockdown, I was only doing virtual sessions. And as it loosened up, I started traveling to a couple of people's houses. Um, but as soon as I opened up the studio, it was just everything picked up big. Yeah. Big. Because people, like I said, they're looking for a really clean place and not many people trust the gym anymore. I know. I'm, and, and it's, we don't want to like slap gyms in the face because, <laughs> you know, it's tough because some gyms have a smaller square footage footprint and they're sticking a lot of people in there. Yeah. Um, and then you have other gyms like uh, the retro I occasionally attend, but I do help pay <laughs> for the electric. Uh, <laughs> they have a very big square footage and footprint and you could definitely social distance in a place like that. And, Absolutely. And they have the uh, the air moving equipment. I mean, they have a lot more going on there. Pre-pandemic, uh, they had a guy constantly going around cleaning all the time. I mean, I've never seen anybody people clean as much as I did there. And that was before the pandemic. So uh, places like uh, shout out to retro and West long branch, they definitely do their job in keeping a place clean. Mm -hmm. uh, but we, I mean, we can't say that for every place and it's difficult for, you know, small business owners. It's tough for, you know, some to keep a handle, but I think right now you have to, uh, you have to do your job and your due diligence to stay as clean as possible while we're still in the middle of all of this, no matter what your politics are, what you believe, but you know, there's somebody, if, if your client feels unsafe, then you should try to do something about it. Right. You're on camera. <laughs> <laughs> You're Sorry. making some faces for those that aren't watching. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Next subject. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe, maybe that hit a little close to I mean, a little I'm bit. <laughs> no, but I'm talking about in general. You know what I mean? Like, if you know, for yourself, you're keeping your place as clean as possible, right? You know, for for your health and for the health of your your customers. Yes, of course. But I, I will uh, I, I'll say that small business owners, mom and pop gyms like uh, Attila's, they really got shafted by the governor. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, my brother uh, who owns two retros. He he made it through with grants, and sometimes these small business owners don't have that ability to get the grant the for one reason or, or the another. People, the people with the knowledge to help them, that that's the other side of being a small business owner. Sometimes you don't even know what's available to you because your team just isn't educated in that. And a lot of times as a small business owner, you are the team. Yeah. So unless someone else taps you on the shoulder and they're like, hey, guess what? You go to this website, you can get some money. How do you know? You don't know. But you these know. bigger chains, especially if you're a part of a retro, retro has a corporate structure that exactly. they were on the pulse of where are we getting money from the government, where someone smaller, it's just not there. My, my brother's uh, two retros uh, successfully went through the pan pandemic. Um, they, they have cleaning like crazy uh, in their big place. I think, I think he said it was the... Jersey City one is thirteen thousand square feet. <laughs> that's that's a pretty big place. Yeah, so you can really move stuff around. He did that. I was in there 
couple of weeks ago, I stole some. Uh, I stole some forty-five pound plates. <laughs> I won't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he. I, I watched. And, and he may not hear this, right? <laughs> he he probably will hear this. But uh, do, yeah. do they have the retro stamp on them or something? No, no, no they're just, not no longer. <laughs> nope, no, yeah, they're scratched off with a with a razor blade. Put a sticker on it. <laughs> Man, you got any more stickers? You had to throw them on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, Hudson, Hudson Steel and Marzarella plates. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> I mean, it, but that's a good resource to have. You know, you. It, it's nice for you for, um, just having understanding of the industry. You know, your brother is the big box, and you're yes. on the other end. You're the boutique. You know, right shop. Right. So I mean, you're talking about two different spectrums of the of the industry in one family. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. I've always loved training people more than I loved being a gym owner. Yeah. You know, and I have the ability to. The, the second a person walks through my door, I can see what's up with them, and make sure that I give them a supercharged workout. Or sometimes I'll have to back off a little bit until they start warming up to the session. Um, that's one of the things you can't get with. Uh, big box gym trainer. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I highly recommend people looking into personal training as an out, an out. Now, for you, now that you've done and you're, you're, you're doing your own space, mm -hmm. something that you've talked about doing for a while, you're on space, and then it was bigger, and then it was smaller. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been along that walk with You've you. You've been so. on that journey. So it's been a big space, a small space, and and I think that this is exactly where you need to be. Right now, yeah. Right now. Um, so how has that transition for you been going from the gym owner to a boutique personal training studio owner? Uh, this. Obviously, there's less overhead. You know, the, the only employee, the only employee you need to worry about is yourself. And digging into um, what the person really requires and needs and desires, and you get to know that person on a personal level. Uh, where as a gym owner, you just know them as a number, which is sad, but it's part of the part of the business. And I love. You need a lot of membership to pay for the bills. The overhead, sure. Yeah. You know, and you hope a lot of people like me join, pay that monthly fee, and they don't go, and they don't show yeah, up. Really, Mike? <laughs> well, it's really. true, but it's true because the more people like me, I'm, I'm really what's keeping the place afloat because I'm not. True. There's no, I'm not using the equipment, so there's no, uh, you know, damage or, or use on the equipment. It's not coming from me, right? So, it, 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 people. So get, the wear and tear on. The members like me make the, that place money. And so people welcome, like me. Retro. You're welcome. <laughs> we, we require, well, no, we want people to break the machines <laughs> so that so that we can get new machines and you guys can pay for the new machine yeah. as a gym owner. I, and I've come to the realization that I want to be a business owner. But I don't want to be a gym owner. Yeah. So there's, there's a long, long list of reasons why I love training and the number one is that I love to interact with different people and athletes well and you could only find that out by either doing it or not I mean how would you know if you liked being a gym owner without being the gym owner sure you know I mean you remember when I had my first gym um yes. I was working 75 80 hours a week and I was just 
my my marriage suffered, my my relationship with my son suffered, and now it's like it's complete opposite. And I love life. I love being able to let my granddaughter walk inside my gym and hang out with me, mm-hmm. which she did this morning and <laughs> yesterday. And I even bought her her own. She's a year and a half old, and I bought her her own plastic weight set. That's awesome. Yeah. So you know, she's has her pacifier. She's also got a barbell. <laughs> so she's starting early. Oh boy. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, she's going to be a powerlifter in no she has time. No at all. idea what's what's in store for her. None at all. <laughs> but without you doing all that stuff, and even though I know the uh, other end of what you don't like any longer was a pain in your ass. <laughs> but what isn't? I mean, in reality, like even for me, I, I transitioned from real estate sales into home inspections and probably my last couple of deals were not the easiest, you know, and, and they may have uh, helped nudge me into the home inspection field and to say like, all right, I don't enjoy that end of the business as much, but that doesn't mean I don't enjoy the business. Right. right. And that's exactly what you're going through. Exactly. Like, it's, you enjoy it's, the business, fitness and, 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 you know, that whole industry. But right. You just didn't enjoy the one part of it. The one part of it. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's engraved in my brain now that I no longer need to be a gym owner or be a partnership with somebody. If anything, and I don't work well with others. <laughs> But but that's a it's a hard thing because I think in certain in industries like in fitness if you're the gym owner I think uh, status wise you feel like you're a big deal yeah like sure. oh I own a gym sure you know what I mean like in real estate if you're the one that's selling homes and you're people just are like oh look at this guy selling all these homes like yeah so you feel like you know. Uh, you just, I don't know, you puff your chest out a little more. But that doesn't mean that that made you happy. Yeah, like, it's it's more of like an, an Instagram front than it is a, a personal front inside your heart, you know? Like, so I think that it's important that you fa- find your way and you're not just miserable dealing with something just to say, like, oh, I'm a gym owner and you're miserable every day going to the place. I, since I've been on both sides of the uh, coin where personal training studio and gym owner – the, the greatest satisfaction I have is when I have a client named Jack. Jack is 71 years old. He came to me back in November. He was like 240 pounds. Short guy, too. So he was heavy. His diet was four donuts in the morning with a sweetened, uh, light and sweet Dunkin' Donuts coffee. How old was he? 71. And that was his diet? That was his breakfast. Thank God for him. Keep yep. going, buddy. He's <laughs> 71. Come on. Like, why stop now? Like- Long story short, he, he was taken to everything. He enjoyed working out with me. He had a stroke. Yeah. And there was a mini stroke. And he called me from the ambulance saying, I'm not going to be in. I'm not going to be able to make it today. I'm having a stroke. I'm like, you're calling me from the ambulance <laughs> telling me you're having a stroke? You have a tough cancellation policy, I guess. Yes, I do. <laughs> he was like, uh, Chris, please don't charge me. <laughs> well, don't I'm, hold this one session against me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm driving to his house, and he's calling me, and he's telling me this. So I'm like, is there anything I can do? He's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm just going to the hospital. And uh, a few months later, he was he – was, not really capable of moving his left side. I mean, yeah, his left side. So we started working on getting symmetry in both move, uh, both left and right uh, body parts, well, sides of his body. 
And now from 240, I'm still working with the guy, but uh, he's 193 as of last week. Wow. His, his doctor thought that his blood pressure was, was, that the machine was broken. His lung capacity has improved amazingly well. And that's one of the coolest things about, I'm coming back to my original point, is one of the coolest things about being a trainer and owning a personal training studio is you get personal attention and you get to know these people. Whereas as a gym owner, like I said before, you're just a number or X amount of members to support the lights and and the rent. You know, I care about that, but I own the building that, I work out of it. <laughs> yeah. It's my house. Sure. But I just have a separate entrance, and I want to make sure that people, even when I come to people's houses, they're, they're going to get 110% of me. Yep. Even when I'm not there, I'm still working with that person. You know, I get daily texts to a point where I've had to shut off my phone after 7 p.m. <laughs> so I love being busy, but yeah. I also love when I get my time with my wife or if I want to go on my virtual reality system and lose myself. You have to lose yourself. I mean, it's tough being a small business owner. And when you're so personalized, like uh, people expect you, you become like their friend or their family. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they shoot you a text like I did Ming on, on, on a holiday to say like, Hey, we want to come up here. You know what (laughs) I mean? But you know, that's just what, how it is when you're a small business owner. I don't know. Like, I think the only thing you can do is shut off the phone when yeah. you don't want to deal with it. And I, I tell everyone, listen, if you want to text me on a weekend, holiday, whatever, if I don't get back to you, it's because I'm with my family. Right. But if I can get back to you, I'm going to. Like, right. I don't care if it's someone texted me, um, I don't know, late last night about uh, you know, their home, about an issue that I found. And I'm like, all right, I'll get back. I had a moment. I shot him back like, Hey, happy new years. And uh, I'll work on this for you. Like to me, I think that's what makes us different than corporate or big box people. But you know, I'm content and happy with being that way with, you know, some people are driven by needing the, the big box, the, the, I'm the owner of a big corporation or whatever. And that's cool. Like uh, if that's their version of success, that's, that's awesome. But I think I know for me and I could see in you, the satisfaction of helping people right. matters more than the, you know, like, okay, we're making money doing what we do also. I'm not saying like we're not like, that's obviously bad. we're, we all have to charge accordingly. Like, sure. You know, Ming has to charge for the electric here. Like I expect everyone, you know, I don't mind paying, but I think that, you know, it's, it's the difference between like, uh, you know, the corporate big payout because you you have seventeen gyms in your in your portfolio, and you don't know anybody, not even the manager at the seventeen places, or someone like you that will get way more satisfaction off of the twenty clients that you have. I the I, I get paid twice. I get paid monetarily, and I get paid with uh, thanks from all of my clients, and their, their appreciation shows when you know they. They want to make my life easier, and they they just reach out to me, just making sure how I'm feeling, this and that. Or if I'm under the weather, they say, "How you feeling?" If I'm sick, um, yeah, and that's getting paid twice. And I absolutely love this industry, and I don't feel like I've worked at all. As I, I worked as a teacher when I was a teacher, but this, the basis is the same. I wanted to help people, 
Mm-hmm. And I, now I get paid twice. I get I'm paid in thanks and I get paid money. Uh, and the thanks definitely feels better than the money, I think. Uh, it's sometimes. So, I, mean, yeah. no, I mean, like, Liz, obviously, <laughs> like, it's nice when you look at the bank account and it looks oh, good. Sure. But I think in your heart, the satisfaction doesn't come from the money. I don't think so. Not um, for myself. I, I, I'll tell you a little story about my wife and I. My wife is my accountant, my bouncer, my consiglier. Yeah. Um, now, for her, the bank account matters a little more. Absolutely. Same thing with my wife, well, too. <laughs> absolutely. But when I first started training people in my studio that's located in my house, obviously, I did it for a few months, and I, I was getting paid well. I am getting paid well. So my wife says to me, you keep – we were busting each other's chops at one point uh, on a weekend, some, something crazy. We are just laughing at each other. And she goes, you keep talking to me like that. I'm going to bleed that bank account out. Now <laughs> – I don't look at the bank account. Sandy's in charge of all that. She, I'm like, what are you talking about? She says, you don't look at your your, your account, do you? I said, no. She goes, oh, good, because I've been taking money out every week. And I'm like, I feel good that she can do that. <laughs> so then she says, you know, the 30% that you used to give to gyms, well, that 30% is upstairs, and I can take that money out and be happy. <laughs> and I'm like... You just married me for my money. <laughs> Twenty four years ago, yeah, so, but, when you had nothing, <laughs> I, I, she makes me. I, it, it's she's she's awesome, and the 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 satisfaction I get from her being able to say that now means that I've reached a point where I I fully believe that I'm very good at what I do, but I don't get cocky. But like I said, I get paid in thanks, and I get paid in. And, and money, and it's just, it's a good time to be alive, I guess. But you, you just verified everything that I was saying. You don't know, you didn't know how much you made. I don't. You don't. I just hand but Sandy that, the that, check for money. But that tells you, that tells me that your 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 main objective is to help people. True. Like, so my wife asked me, how much have you made in home inspections since you've started? And I go, I don't know. <laughs> she goes, what do you mean you don't know? I go, I don't know. Like, I got money saved. I got money in the bank. I got money. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't look at how much money I've made. Like, do you care? I mean, do you care how much you make or? I mean, obviously I care because right. I got kids and I want to provide yeah. a life. But not enough. And maybe, in, and it's a blessing because I've been able to provide. So maybe that's why I don't care as much because I mean, you know, I've been blessed to have people call me weekly to do home inspections. So I don't worry. It's like it's it's coming. It's been there. And um, and I keep working hard to make that happen. Mm-hmm. But I also don't look at my P&L every day and go, like, how much money did I make today? How much money did – Sandy does. Well, yeah. Laura and, does too, I'm and, sure. And, so, I mean, finally the other day I went through and I was like, oh, this is how much I made. Like, I, you know I what? I finally did it and, and I was like – Okay, cool. Like I was happy, and but for me, obviously, you know, we we do stuff for our career for money. Sure, uh, you know, that's why we're. That's the only way we could do it. But that's not the only driving force behind it. So it makes it feel like you said, like you're not working. You know, you're doing just what you you know how to do. Like I don't mind. It's weird when someone would call me on a Sunday. Say I want to go look at a house. 
I would like, <sighs> like, damn, like, all right. I had plans with my family today. Right. All right. Yeah. No problem. And it was, it was, I liked being able to go in the house with them, let them know about it. I felt comfortable. Like I'm helping my fa- friends or family, like as best as I know how to do it. And I felt the most confident with myself doing it for them. But I was like, oh man, like I'm going to waste hours on a Sunday for this, you know? And it, it was, it was, it didn't spark me. Right. Right. Like, it's similar to being a gym owner. You got to cover somebody's uh, hours. Yeah. It was like, like the closing day was probably like the height. Like when I gave them the keys, Yeah, that made me the most happy. Yeah. Getting the check. It was sometimes I left the check at the office for for days and days. Like it's like whatever. Like my high was with helping them handing the keys over, and then the check was like, okay, it's going to pay a bill. It's going to pay something. Like it didn't matter as much to me. But now I get that same feeling multiple times a week when I go into a house, and at times I find big problems. And I did last week where the deal got killed because of a structural problem. Mm-hmm. And it was three minutes of me in the house. I, I knew it right away. And I was like, did you notice this when you walked in? And I found a structural issue with the place. And I I felt bad because being the agent before, I know that killing a deal sucks because this lady showed him 24 houses. And it's a crazy market out there. And it's hard to even become, a, you know, the that point in the in the transaction where you're getting to a home inspection. You had to have the best offer, go through attorney review, and now it's my turn to fuck it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and I came in there, and that's what I did, and I felt horrible. But I also, when he left, he was like, "Thank you so much for finding that." Like if, like that's what mattered most. Like I saved him headaches and and all this this problems that if another guy would have just walked through and breezed over it. The guy would have probably bought the house and then one day would have been like, why is water running down the floor that way when I'm mopping my floor? And so, I mean, like, I think for certain people, it's a certain way, like you are satisfied with helping people. And that's why you're so successful doing what you do. Thank you. I, I, when I bought my house in brick, uh, back in 1999, I wish I knew of Tim Penny's uh, home inspections <laughs> because a couple of weeks after we closed and we were moving in, we had a swarm of carpenter ants, and we pulled off uh, wallpaper in the kitchen. We found mold, mm-hmm. and we're, we're, we were shocked, and we fought carpenter ants for a matter of three years. Because yeah, they're, it, pain, they're, they're tough. They're and a pain in the ass I will, to get out. The only thing I'm going to say to whoever inspected is that you can't see behind walls. No. Well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, we do. Right. Like, I do my best. My clients, kids, I have a light and I walk the walls and I look at anything I can find. But anything behind that wall, it's it's tough. And I, and I know that even when I purchased my home, we did a home inspection and underneath the master bedroom bed which no one could have seen under carpet when they moved out was buckled flooring. So I had to rip out all the hardwood floors in my bedroom. And I really couldn't be mad at the inspector because there's no way of seeing it. Sure. So, I mean, that's why I I go in a house and I take a picture of everything the way it is when I walk in there. So if someone was like, Hey, something happened over there. I could be like, Oh, there was a couch in that corner. I can't see that. You know what I mean? Um, I'm sure social media makes people think twice about, trying to rip 
uh, potential buyer off too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and you do it really well when you show errors in homes, and and you you don't you're not trying to persecute them, but you know, it, it you is want, what it is. Exactly. You know, like I, I'm I'm there to call strikes and balls. You know what right. I mean? I'm like I'm not there to create the problem. I'm just there to let you know about the problem. Right. I think my approach is to bring some reality to the severity of the problem. Right. Like, I'm going to show you everything that's wrong with the house. Especially, and I tell first-time homebuyers this because they're so scared when they're buying a house. It's like, there's going to be a lot on this report. I'm, I'm not going to tell you everything I see while I'm walking through here because I'm, I'm seeing a lot. It's hard to be a poker face, yeah. I'm sure. But I'm going to let you know the severe things that you need to worry about. And if there's one or two, then you deal with it. And and I'm going to let you know, is this a $1,000 problem or a $10,000 problem? You don't lose a house for a thousand dollar problem. You just deal with it. You know what I mean? Like if if you want a house and you loved your house and someone said there, there's an issue that costs a thousand bucks, maybe you might battle it out, try to get 500 from the seller, but mm -hmm. you're not going to lose a house for a thousand dollar problem. And most problems in a house are hundreds of dollars. It's like not insane amount of money. Sure. And so that's where I, you know, I like to use my experience as a contractor or whatever to bring some reality to the home inspection. Like, okay, I saw all this stuff, but that doesn't mean like it's deal killing. Like, or there's a time where like the structural issue, I'm like, you better get an answer to that before you buy the house. Right. You know? And um, I think you do the same, you know, you treat each client in each situation differently. Uh, there, there have been clients in the past that they, they want to be ready for the beach and, they're 40 or 50 pounds overweight. And I'm like, you ain't going to be ready for the beach. You'll look better, but you ain't going to be ready for the beach. You're like, it's a June. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's only six weeks away and, yeah. and you got 40 pounds to lose. It ain't happening. I'm yeah. not going to lie to you. You know, and it's the same thing as you. You don't want to lie to the person. Yeah. You know, and I tell people you get in what you get out or you, you get in what you put. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You get out what you put in. Exactly. Right? Something like that. It's New Year's Day morning. <laughs> but, but that is so, and I'll tell you, fitness is pretty much like the, uh, I don't even know like what to call it, like the uh, the example of everything in life. Like it, you, your outcome is strictly related to what you do. Everything I learned, I learned in the gym. It's true. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it even business, mm -hmm. everything, you know, when people are like, oh, you know, business sucks and this and that. I'm like, well, did you try everything? Like, are you doing every, are you really putting in the effort? Right. It's, I mean, it's like, like I could go, I could go to the gym every day and take an Instagram shot of me on the elliptical. <laughs> but if I'm leaving there and having a pizza or forget a sub, like, did it really matter? Like, <laughs> I can't come back a year later and be like, Chris, like, damn, I lost nothing. I actually gained weight this year. <laughs> people, who, people who buy into the process with me, um, they they know I'm only getting them for one hour a week. They're not and, – and, and they know that I'm going to give them homework to do at home, like, for example, tracking their macros, uh, giving them additional workouts to do at home that help in recovery – and mobility and conditioning. Um, I'm, I'm more or less, when they see me in person, I'm looking at the strength aspects. There's three pillars that I have are conditioning, strength, and mobility. They're going to do two of those things at home, and if they buy into the process, they're going to see results faster. So it's, it's, it's a matter of what you put into it. Yeah.
Well, that that's the hard part. Sure. It's doing the work. Absolutely. You know, and and I it's funny like uh I don't know, like for me I enjoy business. I enjoy putting in the work for business. I enjoy building business. Sure. Um that's what drives me. You know, I wish I had more of a drive for towards the fitness aspect of life, but um, business is what gets me fired up. I don't know why. You know, it's just it's fun. You know, for me, it is. It's fun. It's it's challenging. Like, uh, like I mean, since September, I've more than doubled my followership it's in nice, business, right? and it and it's like legit like connections. It's not. Uh, I didn't pay a company to do it for me. It's like I'm. Every day I grind and I try to connect with people. So I'm hoping that, like, I don't want to say my resolution for this year, but I'm hoping that I could put some of that energy more into my health this year. I think that's a very obtainable goal. I think that you need to get on it. What are you trying to say, Chris? I'm trying to say <laughs> that we, we need to do this. So... I don't think most people would not know, but uh, what year was it that you did your uh, fitness competition, the, the weight loss competition? It was still at SNAP, 2008. Right? Were you still at SNAP at that time? Yes, I was. It was a second or third year, second or third year, 2009, that I was in business. And, and, and who, won that? who won that? Guy, what was his name? Um, who won that competition? I think Mikey T. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Hashtag no more fat daddy. Yes. Yes. Yep. So my son. No, it had to be then after 2012 because my son was born 2012. Anyway, it was a long time ago. We were old. Yeah. Like I can't. <laughs> Listen. It, I'm older. Yesterday was a year ago. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I we did no more fat daddy. And you had a competition going on. Yes, a fat loss competition, the highest percentage of body fat lost. Yep, and uh, and I won it. Yes, you did. So, are you going to do another competition with you? Yeah, with me. Yes. <laughs> Who am I competing against? Myself. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm competing myself in, in June, so I'm I'm going to be doing my final show uh, as a physique competitor. So. We both have goals. And what, uh, and what date is that? June 5th. June 5th. Yeah, 154 days away. All right. And my birthday is June 18th. Okay. So we'll have cake together. So June seems like a good month. Good month. All right. Then what would uh, what, what should we do? Like, What would be the challenge? The challenge me? would be for you to th drop three dress sizes. Dresses, three. <laughs> I would like. I would like stretchy to see. dresses. No, I wish I could. spandex. Yes, man. Let me get to wear those sundresses. They, they're very forgiving. <laughs> I would like to see a fifty-pound loss. What fifty? I gotta hold on. I gotta look at my calendar. <laughs> How long is this from now? Uh, uh, five months. Five months. Mike, you can do it. It's 10 pounds a month. 10 pounds a month. You, you, if not more. You, you say it like it's easy. Mm, no, it's not. Man, that's that's a long time away. 50 pounds by... June 5th. June 5th. Right. June 5th is on a Saturday. I'm sorry. No, that's my place. Um, by June 18th. June 18th. Yes, I'm sorry. 
All right. You committing? I'm committing. You hear that, guys? He's committing. All right. So uh, we're going to do... Hashtag no more fat daddy. Part two. Part two. Yes. Hashtag NMFD part two. (laughs) Let's just say no more fat daddy. It's too many letters. So I will... uh, I don't know how we're going to do this. I will let people follow my journey on your page. How about that? Yes. That, yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to do my page with video so we can really embarrass Big Mike. Oh, my God. That's all right. You'll be all right. Oh, boy. When does this start? When do you want to start? Oh June 17th? June 17th. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start this week. All right, folks. Well, there it is. We're going to start this week. No more dun, fat. Dun, dun. Yeah, no more fat daddy part two. Part two, the redo, the yeah. redux, whatever it's done, said. I'll, uh, I guess I'll come to the gym and then I'll get my homework every week. Mm-hmm. And uh, just think of it this way: you're doing it for your kids. Uh, you haven't How's been around that for this morning. They were pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be around, don't you? Uh, this morning they were pretty. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll, no, we'll they... turn you into a superhero. Uh, do you know what? I think that's a. Um. All right, that's a challenge worth worth taking. Definitely, it's for your, your family and yourself. Yeah, freaking them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they got their mom. <laughs> she's doing great. Your, your wife looks phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, she's doing amazing. And um, who knows? Maybe I could uh, even get her to come down with me every once in a while. I don't want to scare her too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, Laura. You coming down? You, I don't know. Yeah, we can't have both of us not walking. Oh, I've had two people in my in my studio. No, but I'm talking about walking after, you know, freaking, like, I can't get off the can. Like, I can't help you. I That's can't gonna get happen off the anyway. That's going to happen. First two weeks, you're screwed. Yeah, you're like, ah, my legs hurt. Well, my legs hurt. No, we can't do this together. We need one of us good. It's going to happen to both these. You know, it's like you got to have one person still in decent health. <laughs> like last night at the, the New Year's Eve, they put all first responders or whatever at uh, Times Square, and I go, why would Why? you want the first responders <laughs> sick? What if they all get this? Like, put regular people out there. I want them back at the hospital. I want them in good health. Don't let them get a cold out there. What is wrong with you? I will tell you that obesity and COVID-19 are very closely related. Yes. And unfortunately, and I only know this because I hear it from my wife on an ongoing basis. Well, from what she does for a living, yeah. yeah so absolutely. My wife's a respiratory therapist, and she deals with primarily COVID every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am half Puerto Rican, half Italian. And, so you like to eat. Well, but a lot of Hispanics are hit with this COVID. For some reason, really? Hispanic males are like a big um, patient population that she's been dealing with. So she worries about all of that, you know. And um, so hopefully, I mean, she got, listen, she got the shot. She's doing good. She'll be around, you know. You're going to get the vaccine? Am I going to get it? Listen, there's nothing worse that I, I put way worse in my body. <laughs> so, <you> know, <laughs> like, I am not one to freaking preach about the vaccine. <laughs> I mean, a, I've done extreme dieting, yeah. so I'm yeah, sure I mean, a vaccine <laughs> isn't going to hurt me. I'm going to get it myself listen, as well. I've, the Chinese food I ate last night was probably worse than the vaccine, the MSG <laughs> and all this other crap. that I, It was I good. Both. I'm sure it was. But yeah, listen, I don't know. Like, for me... I I don't know. They, I'll take however 
however many other medications a doctor will give you because like you're sick. If you're not feeling good, they say take this and you're like, you're not feeling good, you take it. I don't know what the side effects of those things are. I don't know what the side effect of Zith or Max or or any of the things I've taken. Suddenly I'm an expert in vaccines. Yeah. Like, listen, I don't know, like I'll take the gamble, whatever. And it, especially it makes my wife feel better. Yeah. If she feels, if it makes her feel better, it's fine. Like I'll, I'll, I'll take it. You the way know? I see it. She's already, to- she already got it. So I just told her she got Pfizer. I want Moderna or whatever. Cause uh, that's what Fauci <laughs> she got. I figured maybe he knows a little something. So I want the other brand. <laughs> so I'll wait until the other brand comes out. Look, I see it this way. You, you can get a vaccine that has possible side effects for it. You can take Tylenol. And that has a history of side effects that people continue to still take it. So give me the vaccine. Yeah, I know someone that was in the hospital from taking leave. It made them bleed inside. Right. And so, that's exactly what Tylenol does. It's yeah, so I mean, way. like, I'm not, me personally, I'm not picking and choosing, right. you know, what I want. Like, all right, fine, I'll take I'll, I don't know about the other vaccines I took. Like, I never researched them. Suddenly, I'm going to research this one. <laughs> like, listen, TikTok research is enough. They tell me it's safe. <laughs> TikTok said it's safe. You know, I don't know if what they're saying. They, these people are in lab coats and they're trying to tell me what the vaccine's about. And I'm like, I guess that that sounds makes sense. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I'm taking it only because I want my, my clients to know, you know, I do care for their health, but I also care for my own health and I also care for my family's health. And if I take... The vaccine, it's kind of like I'm blocking off getting sick or my clients getting sick and obviously my family getting sick. Listen, it it could only, I don't know, like they've been administering it at this time of the recording for what, like a couple weeks. The news is all over every single person that had a little reaction. Of course. I I haven't seen any crazy reactions yet. Like, oh, some people had, listen, people have reactions to everything. You can't eat peanuts at certain tables at school. So like, like we don't outlaw peanuts. Like no. people are, I'm going to have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, like whatever. Like, so I'm definitely going to do it. It could only with everything else wrong. And that could go wrong in my health. Like, I think that's one of the things that could go right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and being with me, with me training and eating right. And we're still going to have that pizza at, uh, at, at the uh, trailer. Yeah. It, the RV, excuse me. Yes, the RV. The uh, RV. My, my hotel on wheels. Hotel on wheels. I'm thinking of buying one of those. Who wouldn't? I don't know why anybody wouldn't. I, <laughs> I don't trust cleanliness in hotels anymore. <laughs> well, that, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> the, the, the blue light even, with this. Yeah, I don't even want to go into that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I'm excited, you know, to see like, uh, I think I think um, my, my hope for this is not only to become healthier sure obviously um i'm probably going to schedule a physical so i could get a good start point see from the medical end baseline sure and then maybe six months i'll have them do all my blood work again which is cool but um but i think i think i would like to be able to show the regular guy out there you know it's that a, it can a, be done mm-hmm. and you could still live you know what i mean like yeah I'm not doing a competition like you, where I, <laughs> like I know I have to eat a you know a bagel at six o'clock in the morning in order to da, 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 and then let me eat a sweet potato at four in the morning. Oh, my yeah. wife busts my balls oh, all the time. I six, I times went with day. him to a competition once and <laughs> Pittsburgh. I don't even have words, so it's not my thing. The best line you used was, "I've never seen 
a, a more miserable bunch of orange people. Oh, they were so miserable. <laughs> they were all hungry and thirsty, dehydrated. I'm like, why the hell would you put up with it? Like every single chair at the hotel had uh had, dream tan. Had, had had sheets over it. Yeah. <laughs> stained uh spray tan sheets. That's right. They had microwaves so everyone could heat up their steamed chicken and broccoli. The oh, buffet no, no broccoli. No, no, bro- the, no. the buffet sucked because it was like egg whites and chicken. Like <laughs> I think I starved that whole morning. Like it was. Well, Nationals, it was Nationals is a miserable place to be. When I was in the back uh, waiting for my time, all you saw was water wall people laying down on the floor with no tables and sheets all over the place. It was just one big orange and white. It's like a detention center, man. Forget that. <laughs> I don't know why you would do it, but hey, God bless you. And I, I know you're going to slay it because you, you're one of the most dedicated people that I've ever met. Thank so you. I, I hope I could take you know, an eighth of that dedication and put it towards what I'm going to do. And I think I'll be all right. The best thing was just telling my wife that I'm going to compete one more time. And I haven't competed in three or four years. And how did that conversation? Well, I, I, that conversation was me telling her on a text message. (laughs) Hey, I'm competing again. Was she sitting next to you or no? Oh no. She was at work. (laughs) You were like, I'm not that stupid. (laughs) (laughs) It's exactly right. (laughs) So I I said, yeah, um, I'm competing, competing this year. I want to do classic physique, which is a throwback to the seventies time, um, structured more for my height and my weight. And there's a uh, weight class cutoff. So, it's a it's a lot fairer fairer. Uh, it's a new class, mm-hmm. and instead of a guy that's five foot four weighing the same as me, it which doesn't look right. If you, <laughs> I'm telling you, if you have not seen this in person, <laughs> it is. I mean, it really they look like superheroes, <laughs> that's, but they, but like a five foot version of a superhero, right? And you you're just like, I mean, they they what kind of what do they call it the. Uh, what gut they call it the steroid gut yeah, uh, the, the, gh gut the gh gut yeah like i'm like man this guy almost looks as big as me like it, but it's all muscle but it, right it doesn't make sense no. it just doesn't make sense but that's that's this the appeal to me is just not looking average i'm six foot two yeah i mean it's unfair for people of your height right because I mean, um, unless you're taking an ungodly amount of whatever, uh, <laughs> of I vitamins. I have no comment. Yeah, creatine. <laughs> if you're taking a lot of vitamins. And creatine. Yeah, but <laughs> if you're if you're over five foot nine, I don't think it's possible to look like a lot of these guys. No, unless you're in a uh, natural federation, which I'm not. Yeah. Um, they have, the, the guys usually come in around five to seven pounds similar. Mm-hmm. Um, they barely ever compete over 200 pounds. And uh, I'm hoping to look at 215, completely shredded, and hopefully bring in the best package, uh, looking like a superhero. Because yeah. the judges always told me I had that superhero physique, symmetry, uh, symmetrical, yeah. symmetrical, that symmetry, 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 symmetry. Well, you're you're gonna kill it because uh, you've time. killed. Every well, you almost got killed. That's <laughs> true too. <laughs> let's not go there, all right? Let's. Yeah, we're not going to go there today. Yeah, let's, 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 let's just say I was not careful in the last show, and I almost met my uh, maker. Yeah, so we're going to be a little careful, a little more careful, little little careful. Yeah, not not too much. And where's this show at? <laughs> this is going to be uh, locally in Wayne, New Jersey. I'm not going out to Pittsburgh. Oh, okay, 
Pittsburgh and I have a bad relationship. Yeah, no Permanti brothers. Yeah, no. Well, we can get it ordered. <laughs> yeah, we could have them send it. We'll definitely have it send in. Yeah, it's not going to be as good. You got to have That's that. That's all right. Fish. It's freeze dried. You get something up there, Rutt's Hut. Or I don't know what's up. I'll Whatever. eat some some. I, no, I went from Monty some, Brothers. Some rippers, some hot dogs <laughs> up there. We go to Rutt's Hut. TikTok Diner? Yeah. Is that still open? Of course it is. I don't yeah, know. but after 10? <laughs> yeah, not after 10. <laughs> by, by, by June, it will be. Well, by the time I get on stage, it's usually 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. So, because I'm one of the taller, heavy guys, and I I just remember going, the last show I did in, in New Jersey was actually the show that I'm doing now. Um, in 2012, I didn't get done until 1.30 in the morning. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Probably not even drinking the whole time. Oh, no. No, well, sips. Sips, sips of water. and then, yeah. then trying to go pee yeah, that, <laughs> to get that, rid of it. Tinkle. Well, a sprinkle of a tinkle. Yeah, that's not my thing. No. <laughs> not many people's things. Yeah, not my thing. But hey, I support you. Thank you. I have no choice. You're going to do it yeah, anyway. You <laughs> <laughs> Neither did Sandy. God forbid. Don't. Oh, believe me, she's got a choice. She's definitely, yeah, she does. She does. You're right. <laughs> She'll pull out that gun. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to, we have to wrap this up. Chris, uh, give people your information, then I'll uh, give people mine. MarzarellaFitness.com and Marzarella Fitness on Facebook and Marzarella underscore fitness on Instagram. And the podcast is the Fitness Lifestyle, Lifestyle. Podcast. Correct. And you could, uh, Go to TimpaniInspects.com. Follow me at TimpaniInspects and uh, at First Timers Podcast Show for the podcast. So, Chris, thanks a lot. It was a lot of fun. I'll see you next week in the gym. And yes. Then, uh, stay tuned. We will uh, give you some updates along the way. We'll be doing that, guys. All right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you.